Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me again. So let's pick up where we left off last time. We're in Matthew, the second chapter, and we're looking at the events and the things that happened with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord's been born. He's in Bethlehem, Judea. And the Magi from the east have arrived. Remember this? And they're asking the question, hey, where's the one born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. Now, I didn't say anything about that last time. That's a major, major point right there. And that's the reason we see in verse 3 that when Herod heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod then gathers together the chief priests and the scribes and says, Where is the Messiah that's to be born? Not the king of the Jews, but the Messiah. And the connection there is probably this worshiping element right here. Because these men, these wise men from the east, these kings from the east, these magi had come to worship him. You know, to fall down before him in honor. And so he finds out, King Herod finds out that Messiah indeed is supposed to be born in Bethlehem and Judea. So let's pick it up verse 7 to see what Herod does. Matthew 2, 7. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. So now we're speaking to him secretly. Before, it sort of looks like that, you know, they had come and been received by him, you know, sort of the type of thing that you would do when dignitaries come to town. And in answering the question, where is one born the king of the Jews? He calls in the folks. And all this was done publicly. But now he wants to know from them, when did y'all see this star? And so verse 8 says, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Surely you don't believe he meant that, do you? <laughs> well, of course not. No, he was using them because he was going to do something about this child because Herod was king, and nobody's going to come into town and go and worship some other king, much less a little baby, because can you imagine the political disruption that would come about with that? So verse 9, after hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Not just joy, not just great joy, but exceeding great joy. Well, why is that? Well, I believe it's because of what I mentioned in the last episode that they had traveled all these many days and weeks. They'd arrived where they thought they were supposed to be, and the star apparently disappears because they're inquiring, and they're asking, where's the one that's born the king of the Jews? They wind up going for Herod. When they walk out from this secret time with Herod, what do they see? They come out, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them. It was leading them. Again, this is a, a fairly proprietary one-off star, right? That it would actually lead them down this road this way, over this way, over this way, over this way. Okay? It would lead them in such precision that the next verse says, and coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. It literally came and stood over the place where the child was, the, the star did, and they came, notice, to the house, they came to the house. So think for a minute. 
when we see all of the uh, Christmas crashes and the various things that are involved in the celebrating of Christmas, where do we normally see the wise men, the magi? Where do you see them displayed? Yeah, exactly. You see them displayed at the manger. They were not at the manger. Okay. This is some period of time thereafter. I want to say uh, safely a year later. Okay. A year later. Why is that? Because we're going to see that uh, there's a two-year time frame that Herod was operating on, that he had derived this from the Magi. And so we'll see that next time. And you say, well, it doesn't really matter. People understand. Yeah, I know. But folks, it does really matter. And so if you've got a, a Christmas scene and you're uh, uh, reenacting something here, and, you know, that's fine. That's okay. Though I do, I, I do through the years, I've gotten more and more resistant to that. You know, we used to spend vast amounts of time and people's uh, time and people's money and resources reenacting various things. We reenacted the Christmas story. We reenacted what happened to Jesus the last week of his life and his crucifixion and his resurrection. We reenact these things to communicate it to folks. Well, that's fine. But the problem is we reenact more than we act. Okay. We reenact the things of the word rather than acting out and behaving and moving within the might and power of the Holy Spirit as the Lord has called us to do. And so there's some real problems with that. So in, in the reenacting of it, we place these magi at the manger with Jesus, and that's not where they were. I actually brought this up to a, a church several years back and said, hey, guys, you know, y'all put this nice little Christmas crash out on the front lawn right there, but it's not correct. It's biblically inaccurate. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we just put the uh, the magi on the other side of the yard, on the other side of the lawn, like they're on their way here, you know? And, you know, they, they, were, they didn't do it. They were resistant to it. Well, you know, people will want to know why we did that. Well, exactly. People want to know why you did that, and they'll ask questions. And, uh, and then you say, oh, we did this because here's what's going on. But here's the greater problem I've got with it, okay? The greater problem i got is this. If we can't be trusted with a small detail like that, which is not even subject to interpretation, it's not I think it's this way, somebody thinks it's another way. No, no. If we can't be trusted with that, then why in the world is the world going to believe us with anything else we say? If we're willing to just sort of fudge this truth right here for the sake of, well, we've always done it this way before. In other words, we're showing ourselves to be unteachable. We're showing ourselves to do, want to do things the way we want to do it. And so anyway, I do think it's a problem. Well, the Magi come, and they come into the house, and they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell to the ground, this is verse 11, and worshipped him. They fell before this child and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they brought to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so these are gifts that speak of the kingly nature of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, that speak of the priestly nature, that speak of what's going to happen to him, the myrrh that he was going to die, and the preparation of the body and all that. They fall before him and worship him. So you remember King Herod, he told him, hey, when you find him, come fetch me and I'll come worship. So did they do that? <laughs> Verse 12, watch this. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, 
the Magi left for their own country by another way. They had a dream that the Lord had given and said, don't you go back to Herod. And they did exactly what the Lord told them to do. They did not go back to him. They left and they went another way back to their own country. They had done what they were supposed to do, what God had called them to do. They traveled as many weeks. They searched out the king of the Jews. They fell before him. They worshiped him. They presented gifts to him and they went home. Is that not a great account? And you think, well, that all ended well. <laughs> you think so? Wait till you see the rest of it. We'll do that next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you then.